Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, and uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We are glad to have you. Uh, I'm Lee, and I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. We're glad to be here. We're just thankful that you're joining us this evening and uh, just making sure that we begin to look at some of the things that we talked about last week was the whole fiddling while Rome burns, uh, the... The story of Nero and how he fiddled as Rome burned and trying to, trying to look at the process of what are we doing in our society with the gay agenda and with homosexual sin and how are we addressing it and beginning to look at some of the verses and we, we left off last week talking about a verse and it's the verse Matthew 18, 6, and 7. And it's out of the NIV. And I'm going to read it. And the verse says, If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. Wow. And I don't know about you all as you're listening, but one of the most important parts of that verse to me is woe to the world because of the things that come, I'm sorry, because of the things that cause people to stumble so in my opinion, that's talking about woe to the world for those things like pornography, those things like um, lies that people tell, those things that cause people to stumble in their sin. And yet, Jesus says, such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. Yeah. And we're talking a little bit tonight about how we as Christians don't want to be that person through which this comes. As it says, such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. And just beginning to talk about if we don't talk truth, if we don't speak truth about sin, then are we accidentally causing people to stumble? Right. I think it's important to just be able to look at that. Yes. And um, because we don't want to be the ones that cause stumbling. Right. And I think it's important that people look at that and say, wow, I really need to find out. And I guess we're talking specifically about the question about homosexuality and how that is 
is affected in the Christian community and how the church should respond. And so I think it is important to look at it because we don't want to be a stumbling block. We don't want, because it says, woe, woe to those, woe to the people that it comes through. That means woe to those who cause stumbling. Yes. And speaking of that, you know, we had a great retreat this weekend. Oh, yes. It was called Journey to Freedom, and it was uh, helping folks, and we had some wonderful folks show up out at the retreat center. Quite uh, a blessing. Yes, these wonderful folks who actually were looking for freedom from homosexuality. Yes. Yes, they'd struggled with what the world had said. Yes, they had said, you know, we're not sometimes sure because sometimes people say we're, we're born this way. But they were willing to come and hear the truth. And I think well, they were that's willing to look thing. at their pain. Absolutely. That's the important thing, you know. It's not really that they were coming to look at, you know, trying to get out of the, the homosexual lifestyle or the lesbian lifestyle, you know. It was that they wanted to look at, you know, what is it? Because it, it, I don't like this lifestyle. I don't like these, these temptations. I don't like the struggle. Am I going to struggle? For the rest of my life, you know, and and we were simply there to say, you know what, don't focus on the on the the what happens. Don't focus on the symptom. Focus on what the what is causing that, you know, because the symptom is just a symptom. You know, sometimes in in our life we've had some pain. We've had some, some things that have happened in our lives that cause us to, to go in the direction of alcoholism or sexual sin, looking at pornography. You know, and some, it turns that their sexuality just becomes broken. And so they, they get confused. And, and some of them may have, you know, temptations for the same sex. But, um, but these were great folks. They were, they were, Right there, and and just, um, it's hard to look at yourself and to look at pain. And yet they were willing to do that. And they were willing to do that, and I just, I just praise God for them, and I just am going to keep praying for them. Absolutely. Well, hey, you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And we are looking tonight at uh, the whole gay agenda and the gay wounds, uh, wounds that cause homosexual sin. And you may want to to ring in on this conversation. You may have some thoughts about it, or you may have some comments or questions. If you'd like to call in, we are a call-in show. You're welcome to call locally at 210-340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877 630 KSLR. We'd love to hear from you. We are also a listener-supported radio show. Our ministry is a 501c3, and we'd love to have you check us out. We are at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. That's shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And we, we would just love to have you check us out. And if you like what you see, we're always looking for ongoing donations to keep our radio show on the air and to do the things we need to do, because we believe that we are a mission field. 
I know we're not in, in, in faraway countries serving people who need food and those sorts of things, which are all wonderful and important ministries and missions. But we believe we're serving the wounded, the hurting and the broken in our own backyard. We've got folks all over San Antonio, all, of, all over South Texas. We have a healing and, a, and counseling ministry that reaches into other countries. And we have folks calling all the time saying, I can't find freedom. And it's not just from homosexuality. Sometimes it's just from sexual brokenness in general. Sometimes it's just from brokenness in general, wounding that uh, that a person doesn't know how to get free from. Yes. And that's been our hope, is that God would begin to bring us the, the hurting and the broken. Yes. Because that's what we love doing, is, is allowing him, because he does it, but allowing him to work through us to help be the hands and feet to, of Christ. I'd like to pray before we keep going any further. And so, Jesus, we just pray for anyone sitting here tonight who might come across our show or be listening and just need a helping hand. Just need someone to to answer a question or to to be a listening ear. And, Father, we pray for those people. We pray for people who are listening that our words would be anointed by your healing. And that in your healing, these people would find a shelter beneath the shadow of your wings. Because your wings are a place of healing. Beneath there, it's, it's cool. It's, there's a place of hope. There's places of healing. And we praise you, Lord, for that. And we just ask you to meet those needs of the people sitting here. That you would bring them to the radio. That you would anoint the words you, you want to give them tonight. And we praise you ahead of time for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we uh, are wanting to talk. Uh, the other things I thought was so interesting about today's or this weekend's retreat is, you know, sometimes people struggle as well with the gay community or with folks who have homosexual sin because they don't really know what to do with them. They don't really know how to handle it. They're not sure is it what, what, what how do we treat it? How do we walk through it? How do we help someone? And I just want people to know we had a house full of really courageous people this weekend. Yes. They were absolutely courageous. I mean, they were scared to death when they first got there. And by the time the weekend went on, by by Sunday morning, by this morning, they were just men and women of great courage. And I just want any listener out there who thinks maybe, maybe I can't get free from anything, whatever their struggles are. Maybe I can't find freedom. I don't know what to do. I don't know that I've ever found freedom. I don't know that God's listening. I just pray that they would hear these words, and that is these men and women, they were scared to come. But they were willing to give it a try. And they walked into a place that they were unsure of and afraid of with people they weren't sure how they'd treat them. And a lot of them had had a lot of brokenness as kids because they'd been treated poorly, they'd been bullied, they'd been teased. And yet they were willing to walk in to our retreat center mm-hmm. and they were willing to say, okay, you know what, Lord? I'm going to abandon my fears for a moment. And by faith, I'm walking in here because I want to see what you can do. Yes. And I just believe God was so blessed by that. Amen. And that blessing is what God took. And he took their small offering of showing up 
and he multiplied it. And so we're just grateful for that. We're just grateful that God showed up. It does take a lot of courage to heal. Sometimes it, it is that fear place that is the most difficult thing. That fear place of what are people really going to think of me? And this is for anybody. You know, we, we care about whatever you're struggling with. We care about whatever your heart is wounded by. Tonight we happen to be talking strictly or, or, or mostly about homosexuality. But we care what happens and what is in your life that's causing you not to find that great place with the Lord that you feel absolutely loved by Him. Because the most important thing about the whole weekend was not that anybody walked away thinking they were absolutely healed, but they had a better relationship with the Lord when they left than when they got there. And that's what's healing. The healing place is not trying to not be attracted to a certain person or a certain thing. The healing place is finding more of Christ and believing his love. Because I think Satan loves to take away our belief that says, you know what, I Jesus loves me right where I'm at. He's going to keep loving me as I walk through this. Yes, is he, do, is he not wanting me to sin? Sure. But it's not the not wanting to sin that's the most important. It's his love that's the most important. It's knowing his love in spite of, of my brokenness. And knowing that he's there for me and I'm going to keep walking down this road and seeking him no matter what. Amen. And it's also answering the answering the question. It's just like we were talking um, about the man at the pool of Bethesda and how Jesus came to him and he he asked him, do you want to be healed? I mean, that was the first thing he asked him. Do you want to be healed? And so, you know, at the end of of the entire weekend, that was the question you know, it wasn't the first question we asked. It's the last question because, you know, at that point, you know, when you know that you, you know, you realize, you know, wow, I've got some broken places in my heart. And, and you know, and sometimes it's like, you know, it's not about where you're going to be going with this, you know, because God is the one that comes in and heals and like I was, go- I will go back to the the symptoms. You know, it's you know sometimes we have brokenness that causes us to make decisions and go in directions that um, that aren't good for us. Absolutely. You know, they're not good for us. But if we don't, it's not really about saying I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, like drinking. You know, I'm not going to. I am not going to drink from from January 1st, New Year's Day. I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to stop overeating. I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to stop looking at pornography. I'm not going to uh, get into the homosexual lifestyle anymore. You know, those kinds of things. But it's not about that because you can do that. You can white knuckle it mm-hmm. and you can say, I'm not going to do this. You can do it by but then it's going to be a struggle. Right. Christ doesn't, you know, God didn't bring us here to struggle, you know. I mean, we are going to have struggles. He does say we will have struggles, you know. Right. But, but he wants, he wants us to find his best for our lives. And one of those questions we have to answer is, 
do you want to be healed? Because if the answer is yes, then it's take up your mat and follow me. Or take up your mat and go in or enter into the pool of Bethesda. But also, he says, follow after me. Yes, because at that moment, he didn't have to go into the pool of Bethesda. Because when Jesus said, follow me, Jesus had healed him right then. Exactly. take up your mat and walk. And walk. The one thing that I think is most amazing is he he did have to take up his mat. Yes. He didn't say leave his mat there. He said take up your mat. So he had to make an an action. That's right. He had to make an act of his will to say, you know what? If I take up this mat, I lose my place. Mm-hmm. I lose this place next to the pool. But it's a step of faith. And that step of faith said, but you won't be coming back here. And it's saying, I trust you. That's I trust right. you, God. That's right. And I really do want to be healed. And I do want to be healed. Because sometimes our fears say, do I really want to be healed? Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe it's easier just to lay here next to the pool. You know, maybe it's easier just to stay here. Maybe people take care of me. Maybe somebody brings me food. I don't have to do what everybody else does. Maybe I'm scared. But then Jesus says, if you really want the abundant life, if you really want a freedom that you've never known before, take up your mat and walk. And I'm just grateful. And I want I want listeners to understand that we had folks in our house this weekend that that struggle with homosexual sin, and yet they were willing to take up their mats and walk. Amen. They were willing to take up their mats and walk. So if you struggle, one of the reasons why this is called fiddling while Nero burn. I mean, Nero fiddling while Rome burns is because there's sometimes people, even good Christian folks, who say maybe you're born this way. Maybe this is not really a sin. Maybe this is what God ordained. And I'm telling you, these folks can tell you in no uncertain terms that that isn't true. And I promise you, if you pray about it, you might find that this verse in Matthew 18, 7 that says, Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. I know I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person who tells a person who's struggling in sin, maybe what you're struggling with isn't sin. Exactly. I don't want to be that person because I don't want to cause them to stumble. I don't want to tell somebody who says, no, I'm I'm gay and I'm born this way. Or, you know, it's okay to have porn in my marriage bed. Or, you know what, it's okay if I have a fling on the side as long as my wife never finds out. I don't want to tell them. So why do you think that... And can you give the number again in case we have somebody sure. that wants to call like in? Sure, if you'd like to call in, our number locally is a 210 number. It's 340-9585. If you'd like to email us, if you have questions, you're welcome to email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. You know, sometimes I sit and I, I kind of ponder and I, I get a little frustrated sometimes just at what's going on Um just in the world, I mean, you see it, and and not just the world. I mean, you were talking earlier about how we are a ministry in our own country. Amen. You know, because, you know, it is there is just becoming a place where there's a dividing line coming right down the middle of of um, the the of Christianity. Absolutely. And and that dividing line is the the pivotal point or the the 
place of the division is the issue of homosexuality and gay sin. And what do we do with this? And so I think sometimes the reason we call this fiddling while Rome burns is because, you know, there's situations and there's, there's, there's bills that come up in politics and we don't like to talk a lot about politics. We just don't want to get involved in that. However, you know, there are so many things that are coming up right now. You know, you have, you have children that at the age of six years old, you know, they're, they're already, you know, talking about and acting on changing their sex. Absolutely. You know, saying, well, you know, he's really, she's really a boy, and so we're going to change her sex That's at the age of five, right. six and, years old. And parents have been told, you should go ahead and do that. You should go ahead and encourage them to change their sex. Exactly. Not and, you know, and down the road, there's, it's just going to be a big challenge for the church, you know, you it, I mean, we're really going to be in a place where, you know, you're going to have to speak truth. What do you believe? And I think it's, and that's where the fiddling while Rome burns. It's like, wow, I don't, you know, sometimes we do these shows and, you know, we get a lot of calls, but then we do these shows and we don't really hear anything. You know, and it's like, wow, what are people, you know, what are they thinking? And that's why we want to invite people to call in, because I think it's an important dialogue to have. Sure. And people may be thinking, oh, they're just talking about homosexuality again. That doesn't affect me. There's nothing about that affects me. I don't it is going to affect everybody. That's right. And they need people you all need to understand. At some point, it's affecting all of us. It will affect all of us. I don't know if you know this, but even in, in, in other countries, let's say Canada right now, it's illegal to speak against homosexuality. And so all we're trying to do... And that's including in the church. That's right. And, and all we're saying is, is we've come from that place. We've been there. And so this is not a hate, this is not a hate show. It's not a show of trying to hate folks. It's a show of loving people and telling the truth in love. And that's our best. That's what we want to do. And so you're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. You're welcome to give us a call. If you have a comment, if you have a question, it's 210-340-9585. What happens if some of our rights are taken away because of the the gay community's agenda? What happens when the bathroom law is placed uh, in our cities and in our communities? And so you're not sure who's in the restroom with you. It could be a man dressed as a woman. It could be a woman dressed as a man. And we are not trying to, to take away anyone's comfort or privacy, except we also don't want our rights and privacy taken away. Well, in the protection of our children. of our children Absolutely. and our spouses and our brothers and our sisters, and you know, and I think that you'd really have to be to seek knowledge in this area to find out what does that mean to be transgendered Absolutely. when somebody says they're transgendered. Does that mean that they? You know, their sexual desires are for, if they're a man, that their sexual desires are for a man, but they like to dress dress as a woman. That's not always absolutely true. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just because somebody wants to dress as a a woman and they're a man, that does not mean that, that they only want to have sex with men, so it's okay for them to go to a women's restroom. Sure. You know, or a women's dressing room. Absolutely. You know? They could very well like to have sex with women as well. Absolutely. 
Well, I think we have a caller on the line. I also know we're coming up on a break, but let's go ahead and, and talk to Judy, and then we may have to take our break. Hi, Judy. You're on the air, Shadow of His Wings Ministry. Judy, are you there? Well, maybe we lost Judy. Hopefully she'll call back. We're not sure what happened. but If you'd uh, like to call back, we'd love to talk with you. That's right. We are coming up on a break, I know, but I just want, I just want to begin at least you all thinking about it because we are not here to, we're just not here to hate. We're here to try and offer that you can give the truth to love and not cause someone to stumble and not cause someone to fall into a broken place of sin. Because it is God's best that people know his truths. Not because we have to beat someone over the head with it, but because we want them to know the truth so the truth can set them free. And join us after the break. Love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Well, welcome back to Shadow of His Wings Ministry. You're here listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. We are glad to have you. We're talking tonight about uh, Nero fiddling as Rome burned and the importance of trying to address the woundings of the gay community, of the homosexual agenda as a Christian. And we had a caller right before we took a break, and her name is Judy, and so we're going to check and see if Judy's back with us. Hi, Judy. Are you on the air? Uh, yes, I am. I thought the screener was going to screen me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Judy. You're, you're straight through to us, so it's good right to up. talk to you. How can we yeah, help I you? I just tonight? tuned into your program. I had not uh, usually turned to the station, and I could be watching Masterpiece Theater or TV. But, it's, you know, but, you know, I think you have – are you on every Sunday night? Yes, ma'am. We're on every you Sunday night. You know, you night have so many – You've raised up so many things here. It could go on every night of the week almost for days. And then I think basically, you know, when you talk about the gender, gender, I mean, we can't help our gender. I mean, we're born whatever we are, so to speak. Absolutely. I think there's um, a confusion in everybody's mind about the mystery of sexuality. And if you add that being a woman growing up in the 50s, it was a thing of great shame. You know, I mean, you weren't supposed to even have menstrual periods. That was a... Could I have a baby? I'm not old enough to have a baby. Why is this happening to me? You see, there's an awful lot of um, confusion about what is this all about. Absolutely. Is it only about reproduction? And, you know, growing up at that time period, I I didn't really understand that it was okay to be a girl. I wasn't given a lot of privileges because I was a girl. And uh, I was expected to do, I was the oldest, of the yard work, the gardening, and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't spoiled. It was like, I guess that's good, but I was also... You know, I had good grandparents who made me happy to be a girl. But I think that the women, I think they have the feeling of rejection, that it's not okay to be a woman because all over the world there's this prejudice against women, you know. And and lack of respect for the woman's role in the home, which is what I think has brought us all to this point, you know. 
we don't respect the things that take place in the home as we do the big careers that other people have. And so, therefore, well, then you better not be a, be a woman then because this is not an admirable profession, you know. <laughs> and so it's, there's so much confusion about gender roles once you decide. You know, I think biologically we, we can't escape destiny very much. Uh, I think there could be even different reasons why males are homosexuals, whereas women are homosexuals. There could be different reasons for that. Absolutely. But I'm not really sure what where you can go with this unless you address, you know, what would make, you know, some people say population stress brings it, brings that about. Too well, many people too close together, you know. Sure. What we're trying uh-huh. to, to do is offer to folks... Let me turn it up so I can hear you. Okay. What we're trying to do is offer to folks that that regardless, because you're absolutely right, all of those things are pressing in on folks and telling them that their gender is either okay or not okay, and you're absolutely right. But it's like what we found, and we, we you know, we saw it this weekend, we see it when we work with folks who have gender issues, is what we're finding is that they're also wounded in their gender. And if somehow we can get to the place of the wounding and start talking to them about healing. It's kind of being, I can't quite hear you. I know I can't turn the radio on, so um, you, 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 so you get to the place that what? Trying to help them heal, heal those places of their gender. Well, then I guess you have to at some point say, well, that means that you're. this is not okay. And, you know, basically where I have come from, and I'm an older lady, you know, very older. I've struggled with all these different issues all my whole life. I think... You know, it's a matter of accepting who you are. You wonder if, you know, if you're a woman, especially in Christianity, like Paul had said, well, it's better better to to marry than to burn. Well, my goodness, that means sexuality is pretty darn bad. You know, I grew up thinking it was a bad thing. You know, sure, I, I, it was like if you do this, you're immoral. I mean, and so the whole thing was not not a great thing. You know. You just did it because you had to have reproduction. You know. Sure. Now, do you just, consider so the message there? You know that if you're not a man, you're not as valuable. Do you and, consider uh, that this is a sin if someone struggles with their gender and they were born a woman and then they want to be a man or they are in a lesbian lifestyle or a homosexual lifestyle? Do you do you see that as sin? Well, the Bible says it's sin, and I accept it as sin. I just certainly don't think it's a good lifestyle. I think it's a spirit of evil. Okay, it invades their 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 mind somehow. And uh, I never understood the, 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 how horrible evil was until later years here. Yes, it's not good. And I I don't think I fully understand all that's involved. Um, I do think it's, it's very difficult. I think that I, I, you know, I'd say it's, it's very difficult. And to try to get someone healed of it, it must be extraordinarily difficult, you know. You know, because Judy, they've got the guilt then what with what they did was wrong to sure. God. You know, how do they get past that? And that's the blessing, Judy, is what we're trying to help folks understand is God is he loves them though. He loves you and your struggles, he loves me and mine. You know, my wife and I both came out of the sin of homosexuality. Well see where they would fall fall is they get to the Bible and it says, Well just be just just know that all these different things that you do wrong and then Paul lists them and homosexuality and deceivers and all those kind of things. Either sure. some, or it's an axe or someplace there. Uh, then you think, well, then I'm not going to heaven then? You right, but, the, but once you try to help them understand that he lists those things and then he says, and such were some of you. 
So you can... miss that part, right? <laughs> well, it's a great verse that comes somewhere down after that that says, you know, if you can... That, that Jesus came to set the captive free. So the, oh, yes, I remember that. So if, the, if, if Jesus came to set the captive free and we're still captive by a sin of some sort, then we may not have found the truth that he wants us to know to actually be free. And that's what our hope is, is to help people find the wound that caused their sexual gender, their sexual brokenness, their issues in the first place. And then once Jesus sheds some light in there, like, you know what, maybe you have struggles with your gender because you rejected your your gender because you had a, a, an abusive father. Maybe you're a little boy who had an abusive father, and so you rejected the masculine. Mm-hmm. Or you're a little girl who was always told what a great boy she would be if she would do all the things daddy wanted her to do in the garage or around. And so she loved that he made, that he was happy with her. So she identified more with him. And those things can begin to get healed to where you don't feel so, so much like a misfit in your own shoes, you know, in your own skin. And Jesus begins to speak into those places. And it's still great to have gender roles that may not be conformed you know uh, girls may love to mow the yard and they may love to do wonderful things that are not specifically gender specific to females but yeah, the ama- gender itself is a true mystery to me i i'm really mystified by it i i think back in the past they would say that, that one theory is homosexuality they were always thinking of men of course <laughs> was that you know they had very aggressive dominating mothers and they didn't get around a chance to be themselves sure their dad was a weak, weak role model if he was even there uh, but then you, how do you account for some people don't and some people do? I mean, it's, it's such a complicated thing. Um, you know, if marriage was only just for reproduction and after reproduction was through, then marriage should be through, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's like I say, it's a mystery. I don't think God explains it totally to us. Sure. And, uh. Well, I so appreciate it, Judy, you well, calling I just in. I think you could, I think I will listen every Sunday night because I, I, even I'm an older lady and I've seen a lot of things. I, um uh, you know, I, I do I do understand finally that, that evil can invade people without them realizing it or sure. try to invade them. Absolutely. And then the blessing to that is is that evil can never get too far without Jesus wanting to heal and deliver if we're just if we just begin looking for that healing. And so that's what we want to do is make sure people know. So we're glad you're listening. We hope you keep oh, listening. Oh yeah, I think this is the most hot popular you say, how is it that we've gotten to the place where the whole national agenda is about about sexuality. Absolutely. I mean, we never, that never even came up at all many, many years, you know. It's, it, like you say, it has become the, le- the number one issue all over the world, like. It has, and it's going to be a huge division between all of us because it, it is such a big issue. Well, thank you so much for well, taking. Thanks for being there. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to call in and, and thanks for listening. We, we love having you. Thanks. Well, that is, that is so true. That is the truth. That, that Judy just spoke is that a lot of folks may have struggles understanding what is this, you know, uh, what do we do with this? And and I'm so glad she called in and, and, and spoke so honestly because that is our hope is to help people understand what the truths are about this broken place because it is a broken place, but it's a, it's a place that can be healed. You know, a caller called in last week and, um, we were talking about the verses in the Bible that talk about Jesus with the woman caught in adultery and she was about to be stoned and Jesus was drawing in the sand and once all of her accusers left her um, 
he looked at her and said, now go and, you know, where are your accusers, first of all? And she said, there aren't any. And then he said, now go and sin no more. And we had a caller speak last week about, you know, what's the problem? If Jesus speaks into your life and says, go and sin no more, why do people keep sinning? You know, um, and and I, I just wanted to address a little bit of that tonight because, you know, sometimes people have besetting sins that that can't just be healed by Jesus speaking, go and sin no more. And, and in, can you explain what a besetting sin is? There may be some. Sure. Besetting sin is something that you you keep going back to and you don't know why. Maybe it's alcoholism. Maybe you can't quit smoking. Maybe you can't keep eating, to keep from eating too much. Maybe you struggle with homosexual sin or pornography or masturbation. You can't, you know, you have somebody who gets hooked on it at nine years old and can't seem to stop looking at porn and they're 40 now and they still look at porn and, mm-hmm. and they question their, their identity. They question their salvation. They wonder, where is Jesus? I've asked him, I've asked him, I've asked him, mm-hmm. you know, please take this away. He doesn't take it away. And I think that was the crux of the man's question last week is, you know, why was it that Jesus looked the, the woman in the eye and said, go and sin no more? Um, you know, I believe he absolutely did that. And, and I don't put anything past Jesus that if he looked her square in the eye and said, go and sin no more, he may have healed her in a word at that moment. And maybe she never sinned in adultery again. But I also know that there are people in today's world that Jesus sometimes walks them out of their healing. And so sometimes it doesn't happen in a word. Sometimes it takes a while because these besetting sins get so wrapped around our identity. You know, a person who struggles with alcoholism may have used alcohol for a good majority of their life to deal with life's brokennesses. Or maybe a guy who's stuck in masturbation masturbates because of not just wanting sex, but he also masturbates because he's lonely or because he doesn't have any friends or because he doesn't know how to relate to people. So if you, you know, before I, I've just watched before Jesus allow, you know, before he heals those sins, sometimes he, he allows them to heal some other places of their identity before he pulls it away completely. Right. And, and so that's a besetting sin is something that you have just tried over and over and you can't seem to get rid of that. And I'm just, I'm just kind of, I guess, coming against some of the, some of the things that I think well-meaning Christians have said, which is, well, if you're still in a, you know, if you can't stop being gay or acting gay or being homosexual, then you're going to hell. You know, I don't know about that. I do know that it's a sin, and I do know that if you buy into it and you take it into your heart and say, this is who I am, I'm not so sure that you have salvation. But I do know that a person who says, you know what, I don't want this, I don't know how to get free from it, I want to, and yet I struggle in it. I think Jesus is very much still there. Well, and we're not we're not the we are not the ones to define who has salvation and who doesn't. God is the judge. Right. And that's with any sin. That's with somebody that goes and commits adultery. Sure. You know, the same thing. I mean it's not just about homosexual sin yes homosexual sin and we're we're talking about that because that is a place we've come from sure and so uh you know we have a passion we have a passion for helping folks that 
want to be out of this sin, and they don't. It's called, we call it unwanted same-sex attraction. That's right. And, and you know, even there's who, an absolute lie when sure. it comes to that. You know what? You're you're born that way, and that everybody wants to be that way that has this attraction. Sure. It's just absolutely not true. And the absolute truth could also be that even those people who aren't sure that they don't want it anymore might not want it if they knew Jesus' love. You know, if they know the truth of who Jesus really is, even those who say, ah, this is the way I am, it's the way I was born, if you share that truth with them that his love is greater and he still loves you and he's going to show you truth, then they may also not want it either. You know, it's it's that journey of, of walking with Christ because we don't really know for sure that the woman caught in adultery walked away that very day and never went back to any yeah. sin because the Bible says we're all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory. Well, and of God. it doesn't say that she just it just says that Jesus said go and sin no more. That's right. You know, well, there's you know Jesus gave you know a lot of other commands for people to do and, That's right. and things to live by. And but so that it, doesn't mean we always follow them. That's right. And some people may wonder what are they trying to say here? What we're trying to say is that people don't always follow them, and yet it doesn't mean that homosexual sin or besetting sins, that, that Jesus says, oh, you can't get free, you're, you're a sinner, and you're bound to hell. It says, you know what, just because you still may have a sin that you struggle in, if you seek him, if you keep saying, I want to be free, I'm going to find my freedom, I'm going to search for him, I'm going to keep going, I'm not giving up then it's not our, my place to judge whether you're going to be, that you're, I'm not going to judge your salvation. I'm going to keep asking, I'm going to pray that, that Jesus brings you to your healing. And that's the blessing, is that Jesus wants to bring us to our healing. And so it may not happen in a heartbeat. It may not happen overnight. But we cannot start telling people, oh, you must be born this way, or oh, this is, must be who you are, just because they haven't found freedom just yet. Exactly. Well, you are listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We have a little bit of time left. We'd love to hear from you, 210-340-9585. Or maybe you'd like to get some help. If you'd like to check in uh, with us and, and email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com, we'd love to try to help you. Uh, we have uh, a counseling ministry, a healing ministry. We actually have another retreat coming up in April that is for wives of husbands who have sexual addiction and sexual... And sexual it's in I'm May. I'm sorry, it's in May. That's right. So it's coming up in May. I believe it's May 15th weekend. Uh, Journey to Joy is that retreat. And uh, it's a great time for wives whose, whose husbands have struggled with pornography. You know, you talk about a... A sin in this world that is, has changed our world. It's pornography. And the people who brought pornography into our living rooms, I believe, will be held accountable someday. Because I think there are children and there are grown-ups and there are adults that are stumbling. And woe to those who cause them to stumble. Amen. goes back to that verse. Absolutely. So the, the pornographers, the people who post it online, the people who put it online, the people who sponsor it, I believe there'll be some accountability there because you know what? It is a cancer that is just taking our innocence away and taking the innocence of our children away. 
So we would love to have you join us at the Wives Retreat. If you're a wife whose husband struggled with some sort of sexual brokenness, maybe he's had affairs, maybe he's slept with prostitutes, sometimes a wife doesn't know who to talk to. She just doesn't know who to share that with because she doesn't really understand that if I sh- if she's afraid, if I share it with someone at my church, then they might judge me. People might look at me and go, what kind of a Christian are you or what kind of Christian is he or You know, the bottom line here is that we want freedom, and Jesus did come to set the captives free. So go to www.journeytojoy.org. You can also get to it from our main website at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Well, we're talking tonight about fiddling while Rome burns and the agenda of the gay community. Uh, We're talking about even, we haven't really brought it up, but the bathroom law. Uh, there's a lady in Michigan who, uh, a male dressed as a woman, walked in on her in a public uh, locker room at a gym. And what would you feel if that happened to you? What would you feel if you looked what up? What would you do? What would you do if there was a, if you're a female changing after you get through working out and you look up and there's a man standing there with makeup on? Again, we're not here to to down that person. We're just saying, is that what we really want to ignore? Do we want to ignore that we may soon have no real boundaries, no real definition of who should or who shouldn't be in our restrooms as we're as we're doing whatever we're doing in there? And what does that mean? What does it mean to ignore what what that what that does not only to uh, women and to men, but to children, what they begin to see. You know, there are some great covenants that God has set up with us. And one of the greatest covenant is that is that he is the creator of life. And so some might say we've crossed over that, that covenant and we've become God in creating life. Another great covenant is that God is also the, the taker of life. And yet we've aborted how many unborn children. And now we're crossing over another covenant that was only his, which is I create you male and female. He created them. Hmm. And yet now we're crossing over that covenant and saying, no, we get to decide. We get to decide as a as a people. We get to decide right. who's male, who's female, whether I'll stay male, whether I'll stay female Oh, you're not so sure who you are? Well, we don't, we don't care. Just be who you are. And if that means that you're a male, we're going to give you every right and, 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 and eligibility to be a woman if that's what you want. Well, and I think the big concern in, you know, that came up in my own mind and my heart was the concern that the woman, when she did voice something to the management, that she, her membership was revoked for saying something. That's right. And because uh, I forget the exact wording, but it was basically that she wasn't accepting of this. Right. And it, it's evidently a, a policy for that fitness center. And uh, it's just very concerning, you know, because like I said earlier, you know what, just because a man is in the ladies' locker room or dressing room, you know, and because he's saying that he relates to the female gender – 
and so he wants to go in the female locker room does not mean that he doesn't like to have sex with women. Absolutely, because there's plenty of folks out there plenty. who are transgendered but not, not necessarily homosexual. Exactly. And so you might have someone who is male, who, who enjoys dressing as female, yet is, is very attracted still to the female body right. and vice versa. And so it's just important to begin looking at this, folks. It's not, you know, we have a, we've had our board president lived as a woman for 36 years before he, he went back to dressing as a male and being fully male. We are not here to discriminate or to down people. We're just saying, wait a minute, as a Christian community, as Christians, are you looking at your spiritual rights and responsibilities and your freedoms? And what's going to happen when you look up and you don't have them anymore? Well, and what do we say to someone if we're ever approached? Or what do we, you know, if somebody comes to you and says, wow, you know what, my son or my daughter or a coworker or whatever, you know, they, you know, they're leaning in this direction or they're saying that they're transgendered. You know, what would your advice be? You know, and then... You know, you really have to, I'm just emphasizing the seriousness in that because of the the same verse that we talked about. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person whom they come through. You don't want to be that stumbling block. You want to be able to speak truth. Absolutely. And in love, you want these people who struggle, because I've been there, Shay's been there. You want the people who struggle to know the truth so that the truth can set them free. Amen. Cause but you have to know the truth first. Right. And feeling comfortable can feel great for a season, but nothing that's comfortable feels nearly as great as freedom. Because freedom's going to feel better every time. It's just that if you don't know freedom, you don't know what it is. Join us next week as we keep talking about the freedoms that we want people to have and the healings that we want people to have. And join us when we try to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Thanks for listening. If love is done, it's hard. Now let it rain in my life and my heart. If love is done, it's hard. Now let it rain in my life and my heart. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.